Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Hello. Well, I apologize, folks, if we were on for a while because my connection went down. I apologize for that. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear the update. I didn't hear the studio, and then it just clicked in a minute ago. So I apologize for the open for that, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always, brought to you by those who drink it on this uh, Monday evening uh, as we uh, come to you on uh, the fan and radio.com be with you for the next uh, half hour and again uh, i apologize for that because uh, that's the first time since we've been doing this here that happened that i just uh, lost connection with the station there for a minute so i apologize for that it's been a uh, crazy day uh, already as i was just reacting to uh, what we've watched over the last day because uh, it has been sobering to say the least and we know now that uh, we will be in place for another 30 days, which is, I don't think, surprising to anybody. Um, we're even past now uh, worrying about, and listen, it's going to have, and, and I don't even think anybody has any clue yet. And the markets reacted well because the Fed has put so much money with the, the, the bill Congress put together for $2 trillion, really more than that. And then the enormous amount of money that the Fed has used to backstop and make sure there's liquidity in all the markets uh, has really uh, helped the stock market dramatically and let it pair some of its early losses. But I think the numbers are going to be staggering uh, in the days and weeks to come. And I think the reality is going to start to really set in, especially in the small businesses, because that's the ones I, I fear. I have a lot of friends who have small businesses and small businesses meaning that they might not be small. I mean, they might have 80 employees. They might have 200 employees. Some of them even have more than 200 employees. Anything under 500 is considered a small business. America is built on those companies. They're built on those uh, many, many people. I mean, the American economy is really built on that. And that includes every restaurant, 
and every pub, every neighborhood pub, every restaurant you frequent, all those little businesses, all the service industries, all the different things that you deal with, uh, hotels and everything that and listen the big companies the airports and stuff like that they're going to be propped up i mean you know that we we have to have airports and airlines in this company in this country so airlines and stuff like that are going to be propped up they're going to be taken care of Boeing's going to be taken care of the car companies are going to be taken care of anybody who's a major major industry is going to be taken care of but the businesses in the middle you worry about them falling through the cracks now There'll have to be some things done. There'll be more money pushed your way. There's money hopefully coming your way in the next couple of weeks. I expect the unemployment numbers to ratchet up dramatically this week. And I think you'll also see a lot of businesses start to close their doors who maybe have carried employees for a couple of weeks, hoping that it would only last a couple of weeks. But we were only – I guess the severity of it was going to keep us from ever getting it done in the first couple of weeks in April. But we would have had a – gone round the clock from minute one with all kinds of intensity. And I think, to be fair, we've lacked a lot of intensity. And this is something new. And this isn't to be critical because this was going to be hard on anybody. There's nobody who would have handled this really well. So if you're someone who has never liked the president, I know you're going to be on the attack right now, but I don't want to make it about that. That's not what this is about. To me, that's the last thing this is about is what the political ramifications are. What, what we want to see is we want us to be able to stop the sickness, stop the indiscriminate chance of people losing their life. And we're seeing that in our neighborhoods, and, our, and it's already hit home to all of us. I mean, I, I guarantee that most of the people listening to me on the fan already know of someone or know someone who not only has gotten sick but may have already died from this. I know three people already who have perished in this. And they're stunning. They're stunning stories. They're not normal stories. It's not like, oh, they were 90 years old and they got sick and they died. No. Not the case. And it makes you very fearful that it can happen and, and it can you don't want it to happen to someone that you know or someone that's your that you you don't want to see it happen to anybody but you don't want it to happen to someone that you care about or someone in your family or you know and you worry about it because you, you don't know what person yes nine out of ten are going to be okay we know that statistically one out of ten are going to go to the hospital and maybe one or two out of those are going to get ill really ill so i understand there's not a, out of 100, you might be the one or two, but you don't want to be the one or two because we're a country of 350 million people. So two out of every 100 is way too many. And I thought when Fachi talked yesterday, and a lot of people saw him because it was 6 o'clock on a Sunday night, a lot of people watched them yesterday. And when they started kicking around the numbers, they kicked around where, hey, We'd have done a really good job if we lose 200,000 Americans. Whoa, what? Right now we've lost two. The world has lost 35,000, and we're going to talk about losing 200,000 in our country? We've got to be able to do better than that. That sounds like, come on now, wait a second. But now you see that the cases, last Friday, there were 80,000 people in our country with it. 
Tonight, there are 160,000 people with it. That means next week, there's going to be 300,000 people with it. Then the week after that, there's going to be 600,000 people with it. And before you know it, there's going to be a million people with it. And with that, the corresponding numbers are going to go up of people who lost their lives. And it hasn't been just a bunch of either old people or people who had bad hearts or they smoked or they had bad lungs or they had emphysema or diabetes or, or some kind of immune efficiency, uh, deficiency. No. We're talking about healthy people who went in there and this attacked them and they couldn't overcome it. Now, hopefully some of these drugs that they're testing right now that were for malaria or for, uh, you know, other things, one of them that they tried already, unfortunately, didn't work. One of the first ones that they tried already came up this morning where Dr. Hazeltine, who I keep uh, alluding to because I read him, and he's a guy from Harvard who was the guy who really was one of the real guys who overcame HIV, said results from a small clinical trial show that uh, hydroxychloroquine is not effective for treating people with COVID-19. Not effective. So that one's already out. So they have others. They have a lot of others. They have drugs from Regeneron, drugs from Gilead. Gilead's trying different drugs. They're trying z They're trying uh, different drugs for arthritis. They have a whole host of them. They're trying something like 70-something different drugs that are drugs that have been not drugs that they're trying to create new drugs. Those will take anywhere from a year to a year and a half to come to where they could be used on humans. A year, year and a half. We're talking about drugs that have been used on humans for different things that may have an efficacy against COVID-19. That's the case. They're being tried in different countries. They're being tried on people who have reached the point where you say to the people, hey, it's this or there's no hope. So what are you going to do if somebody comes in the hospital and they say that to you? You're going to take the drug. Okay, anyone is. I'm going to take it with both hands. What do you got to lose at that point? You're losing the battle. You can't breathe. So you're going to take anything they give you. So they're trying these on people. They're hopeful that one of them will hit or a combination, some cocktail, a combination of a couple will hit. And we all pray to God that that's the case. You know, as we approach Easter, that would be the gift that we get. That would be the best thing that could possibly happen. But... I guess what bothers me is, number one, there's too much patting on the back of how good a job we're doing when people are dying in our streets. And they are. In Queens, they're putting refrigerated trucks in the parking lot and stop, and storing the bodies in them. 13 people in one day in Elmer's Hospital. That's a stone's throw from where the president grew up. 13 people in one day. One hospital. I read you what, on the radio.com, I read you what the doctor said. I've had other doctors send me stuff. A doctor sent me a picture from the uh, intensive care unit. And he said, 
This is a nightmare, unlike I've ever seen. And I know some doctors down on, you know, Doctors Row down there on the east side where they, you have right there, right in a row, some of the greatest doctors and greatest hospitals in the world. And I said, how is it? He said, you wouldn't believe it. You would not believe it. And we haven't hit the peak yet. And we don't have, a, and every day you have the mayor and you have the governor on there saying, we don't have enough equipment and it's going to get worse. And then the president gets up and accuses them of sending, the hospital is sending the stuff out the back door. Well, if that's the case, get the National Guard up here and guard the back door. If, if this is a war and somebody's stealing your supplies, you know what? You guard the supplies. You don't tell the media you investigate it and come get back to me. You go up and guard the supplies. This is a war. You need your supplies. If somebody's stealing them or they're going on the black market and getting resold, you know what? Do something about it. Not tell me if it's happening. Let it get back to me. Get back to me. Those numbers are bogus. Hey, find out what the heck is going on. What we know is these guys are telling you every day they don't have the supplies they need. The doctors are telling you that. And if the doctors don't feel safe treating the patients, how can you ask them to even go in there and treat the patients? We know a doctor already who got sick by treating the patients and now has died. He was 70 years old. He was not ill. 70 years old. That can't happen here. That can't happen here. And I don't know about you, but when I look up and a scoreboard says 2,000 dead, I'm not okay with the number reading 200,000 in, in a couple of weeks. Do something. That can't be the outcome. Back after this. All right, we're back here on the uh, fan on this and on radio.com on this uh, Monday evening. As we uh, finish up the month of March, as we will tomorrow, and get ready for a whole other month of this, and who knows, you know, I almost, and again, we just take it, we'll take it uh, one day at a time, that's all we can do right now, and hope for the best, okay, hope that we just continue to do what, I hope everybody just understands that every one of us that does it, and adheres to it, might only not only keep themselves out of the hospital, but might keep somebody else out of the hospital. So let's all do it. I understand it's not. I understand it's not. It's not fun for anybody. We understand it. None of us like it. And you know, it's amazing. The Hamptons are already overrun because a lot of people. What they do if they had houses in the Hamptons that they owned and they were in New York, they said, "Hey, let's get out to the Hamptons." And now, the Hampton market, which you would figure, all right, in this very uncertain year. And in a year where people are going to be tight on money, the Hampton market's got to just collapse. The Hampton market is insanely hot. Why? People are asking, can I get the house April 1st? Figuring, if I have to be in the house, let me go out to the Hamptons, rent a nice house. And these, I'm talking about people who have, obviously have money. Rent a nice house. I can go to the beach. I can play tennis. I can hang out. I can't do anything anyway. I can do my work from there. And... I'm out there April, May, June. The problem is the people who are out there are afraid that if everybody comes from the city now, by the summer they're going to be sick. There aren't a lot of hospitals out there like there are in New York City. Now everybody worries about that. So they're telling the governor, hey, tell the people not to come out here. 
because we don't have the hospitals. What happens if everybody gets sick? It's a fair point. That's how crazy things are right now. Normally, they would be thrilled that people that the market was blossoming. There's a, the people who live there all year round are people who service the very wealthy people. That's how that works. Those people leave and go back to the city or go wherever they live. And the other people live there all year round. And then in the summer, they service the people who have the fancy houses. Well, that's how, that's how America works. We understand that. There's the service economy that is the regular folks that take care of the extremely wealthy folks and the movie stars and the, you know, the, the media moguls and all the financial moguls and everybody who has the big houses. And that's fine. But they don't want them out there now because they're afraid we're going to get overcrowding. Everyone's going to get sick. We're going to have an outbreak, and then we don't have the hospitals, which they don't. So they actually are writing letters to the governor saying, tell them to stay home. Tell them to stay in New York. Can't tell them to stay in New York. You can't tell the people who own the houses to stay in New York. They own the houses. So what is usually be a great positive economically has turned into a negative for the regulars or the, the, the locals, if you want to call them locals, be a better word to use. The locals are upset. And you can understand these crazy times, what people are worried about right now, what everyone is first worried about is, if I get sick, can my hospital take care of me? And that's a fair thing for people to be worried about. And that's why it comes back to what I talked about in the beginning. The first thing we have to do is around the clock build the products that we need to take care of the people in the hospitals, get the protective garb for the doctors and the nurses and the technicians, get the tests so we can separate those that are ill from those that are healthy. We have five-minute tests by Abbott. We have 15-minute tests by Henry Schein. We have a mobile test you can do at home by Henry Schein. I mean, the bottom line is get tested. But we should be doing this stuff around the clock. We should have lines set up like we had when we had gas lines. We should have National Guard going door-to-door with mobile units and testing families. None of this is absurd right now. Whatever can be done to test people minute by minute by minute takes us one step closer to getting back to normal, which we desperately need to do because every day we're out, our economy is going to be collapsing to a greater extent. But you know what? Right now, that has been superseded by the number of people who are dying. That's the first number that's got to be taken care of. That number's got to go to zero. That number's got to go to a reasonable number, and right now it's not. So that comes before anything else. And that's got to be the first thing we're doing, and that should be being treated. And that's why, instead of making accusations about, oh, stuff's going out the back door, You know what? Control the supply chain. 
compl- have your people control the supplies. This is a war. Have people there. Have the National Guard at the hospitals. Have them helping at the hospitals. Have military involved. You know what? They're good at this stuff. They're good. You know what? Have everybody involved. Use the full force of the American government to help America right now. And when one city gets better, Move everybody to the next city. If we're first, if we really are the canary in the coal mine, as the as the governor says, then you know what? If we get better first, take all our resources and all our people, and 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 I'm sure plenty of New York volunteers will go to the next city and help them, then go to the next city and help them, and we'll do it until we hit the Pacific and we're done, because that's how we do it in this country. But we don't. In the first quarter of a game we're losing badly, do you look at the scoreboard and say, I'm okay if I get beat 200,000 to nothing? I'm down 2,000 to nothing, and, I don't, I, and if I lose 2,000 to nothing, 200,000 to nothing, I did a good job. What? We've lost 2,800 people. The world has only lost, according, if these numbers are real, the, real, the world has lost 35,000. How are we okay with losing 200,000 Americans? Ever. How are we ever okay with that? How could that, in our lifetime, in the world we live in, with our technology, with our biotech genius, with our abilities, with our factories, with our American know-how, with our, the people we have who from Apple and Amazon and Google and Microsoft and every other company in this country and Elon Musk and everybody else, every bit of manpower, every bit of genius we have in this country should be doing the same thing right now, should be pulling together to figure out a way to beat this, you know, Gates has spent the last 15 years of his life on dealing with disease and famine. How about asking him what the heck is going on? We need every bit of help we can get because, you know what? If we let 200,000 Americans go down without exhausting every possibility from every Nook and cranny of this country, shame on us. We've lost 2,800 people. The idea should be to not lose another one, not be okay with losing 200,000 more. When did we start acting like that? How, how, how can we ever say 200,000 would be a success? In what world? And, and, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And I don't need to see the guy from my pillow. I'm sorry. Not at the White House. I'm tired of him at 3 o'clock in the morning, though I've seen him at the, my, at the White House. Casamiga Tequila, as always, brings you the program. Brought to you by those who make it. We will see you tomorrow. Say a prayer tonight for us, folks, because you know what? I think we need it. We need something. We need a miracle. We need somebody to come up with something in a hurry because right now 
we are losing this battle. You know what? This was not a good day. Right now, I hope I come back with a better attitude tomorrow because right now I just feel like this was not a good day. We are losing this battle today. Too much death. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.